Welcome to the Joy Felipe Bruce podcast. Sister Joy Felipe is a daughter of Bishop Dag Heward Mills and the senior pastor of the Fountain of Life Cathedral of the United Denominations, originating from the Lighthouse Group of Churches. The Fountain of Life Cathedral is a thriving church of young, energetic people full of life for the Lord. Sister Joy is also an itinerant minister of Dag Heward Mills Ministries. She travels extensively, holding pastors' conferences and bringing ministry-related books by Bishop Dag Heward Mills to the nations. She is the evangelist of the Blessed Salvation Crusade. Now be blessed and refreshed as you listen to this inspired message by Sister Joy. about to hear from the most amazing preacher, the most powerful teacher, the most anointed shepherd. Let's rise to our feet, put your hands together and welcome E.S.J. Hallelujah. If you're clapping, put your hands together even more for the Lord. Let him hear it. Oh, they can't hear you in heaven. Oh, they can't hear you in heaven. Add a shout, add a shout, add a shout, add a shout. <laughs> Hallelujah. Amen. Let's pray. Father, we're so grateful for another Saturday as we come before your presence. I pray, Lord, that you speak to us. Spirit of God, take over. Have your way. At the end of this service, may our, our faith be boosted higher. We give you praise and we thank you for the gift of faith. The faith that you've given to each and every one of us. Your word says that you've given us a measure of faith. I pray that as we talk about it and listen to your word, day after day, week after week, Lord, we'll grow in faith. Have your way tonight in Jesus' name. Amen and amen. God bless you. Take your seat. Hallelujah. Now, there are some of you, as I'm starting, I just need to say that there are one or two ministrations that we've cut out because of time but don't be don't be discouraged is that okay i'm talking to those who would have ministered don't be discouraged at all that's it's like that sometimes amen that we are changing are you happy to be in the service i said are you happy to be in the service all right powerful those who do the Saturday all night, they are half asleep on Sunday, so it's nice, Pastor David, it's nice. Okay, a few announcements before we start. The first one is our Good Friday service. Amen. It's coming on, I mean, it's next week, is it not? Next week, Friday, right here at 3 p.m. I really don't want you to miss it, amen. I have spent this week at the Healing Jesus campaign, and I mean, I mean, you know when you go through something exciting, something really nice, it's difficult to come back to earth, to ground. I'm still there. I'm still there. I'm still trying to come back. Yeah. The things that one has seen, I realize that the dimension of miracles, just something else. Tell me about what? Something else. Something else. Something else. Yeah. Something else, you know. So I really want us to come with an expectation. And I mean, hey, please do. You are normally very accurate, but this time, I don't know where you are put this fan. <laughs> Hallelujah. Are you with me? And so I know that this Friday, this coming Friday, is going to be spectacular. And I expect and I hope that you will be there. Amen. Say, our neighbor, you see, the devil has different ways of working. One of the ways he has of working is to distract you. And to take you away from where you should be. Uh-huh. So this one just decide no distraction. No distraction at all. If you have decided that you are going home for Easter, I'll go on Saturday. Yeah. Are you getting it? Because by the end of your exam, your midterms, you can't get home in time. Just be here for the Friday. Enjoy before you move. Before you move. Cry. Amen. Yeah. Some of the miracles that we have seen in the past week, they have stayed with me. Yeah, they have stayed with me. Really, really awesome miracles. You know, the dimensions of deliverances there. I don't know. Are you there? You know, 
I want to talk about one person in particular because I felt that the woman operated something that we were talking about last week. You know. And last week we were talking about what you hear, what you see, and what you say. Are you seeing it? As, as things that are very important in your faith. Well, this week there was a woman who operated what you say. Yeah. She operated what you say. So this woman, she herself had some ailment or something. She was not very well about something. And she had come to the grounds unwell. And she had received her healing. But when she came up to the stage, and she should, she, you know, you come to say that you've been healed from this or that. This woman didn't say much about her own healing. She kept on standing there saying that, my daughter who is paralyzed in the house, I know that she will be healed. I know, yeah. So I know that she will be healed. And Bishop would ask her, I would ask her, so what happened to you, you tonight? She would say, oh me, I came with this, 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 I've been healed. But my daughter, who is in the house? <laughs> Are you there? But my daughter, who is in the house? She will be healed. She will be healed. That's my daughter. She says that she has a teenage daughter who had something happen to her hip and they said she needs hip replacement surgery something that they do for old people who are 80 years old and things. A teenager, she had not, you know. Yeah. But the woman stood there. She kept declaring, okay, all right. Then she left. The following day, we're at the crusade. Are you there? And taking the testimonies. When suddenly somebody appeared and the choristers who, you know, that the group down there are usually very young students in the town. Most are about 60% of the Choir will be students, oh? 60, 70, yeah. Those people were the classmates of the girl. And they saw her appear on the stage without her crutches. And they began to sh just shout. Are you there? And the young lady, she wouldn't even wait for the pastor who would tell her testimony. She just began to run. Up and down, up and down. Her mother had said that what? Her daughter... So she had used her faith to speak something. She said she knows that her daughter will be healed. Somebody here, you better start talking about your midterms. Because you have been panicking and saying that I'm very hot, oh, that this is not working, oh. Listen, stop that thing that you are saying there and rather say that I know that it is well with me. I know that I'm passing every paper. I know that I will not be overcome. I know that it's going to be alright with me. I know that I will remember. Better start to speak something positive. Not just positive. It's your faith that you're putting into action. And you'll be surprised that as you are saying it, your doubts even fall away. You know, sometimes you are saying it, but there's this small voice behind you saying, how shall it be? How shall it be? Listen, the way to silence that voice is to shout even louder. Hey! <laughs> Amen! When the voice is trying to remind you, you say what? 3,000 slides. You have only done 100. <laughs> and the voice is reminding you that you have 2,900 slides left. You better shout your faith. Are you with me? You better shout it louder and higher. Hallelujah. Oh, I said hallelujah. Amen and amen. And as I said tonight, I'm going to be praying also for your study group. I can see some of you didn't come with your study group members. And if you are here, you don't have a study group. I have to pray first that God will forgive you your stubbornness and your foolishness. Because you are very stubborn. Hey, ask your neighbor, do you have a study group? And if the person says no, tell the person, I bind the spirit of foolishness from your head. I come against all foolishness. <laughs> Amen. But we're going to pray and we're going to believe. Amen. The prayer is not based on how much you have done. I'm just praying for you that you are studying because I need you people. Eh? Last minute. Oh. But in spite of the last minute, we're going to pray. 
And I know that God will hear us. Hallelujah. Uh, but before we do that, it's just a very short word I'm sharing with you tonight. Yeah. No, I mean, we are, I'm responding to the season a little. Amen. Because I really want us to be out of here at 8.30. Not for any bad reason. Not for you to go and sleep. <laughs> not for you to go and sleep. Or not for you to go and watch a movie. But for you to do what? Tonight, some learning must happen. Yeah, redeem the time. Is that okay? Redeem the time. That's why I told them 7.30 I'm coming on to preach. I don't mind how many people are here. Yeah, we're just going to go ahead, you know. So that you go back and use the time efficiently. Amen and amen. Today, I'm preaching to you about every mountain can be flattened by faith. Every mountain. If you like put it, every mountain in my life. Every mountain in your life can be flattened by faith. Listen, I'm preaching to you from this book, Faith Secrets. If I were you, by now I'll own a copy. If you need a copy, see Lady, Lady, Lady Pastor Oferewa. Because, yeah, every mountain, every mountain can be flattened by faith. Let's read some scriptures. You know, we always go to the scriptures first, isn't it? Mark 11, verse 22, and we read... And Jesus answering saith unto them, Have faith in God. Have faith in God. For verily I say unto you, that whosoever shall say to this mountain, Be thou removed and be thou cast into the sea, and shall not doubt in his heart, but shall believe those things which he, those things which he saith shall come to pass. But shall believe that those things which he saith shall come to pass. He shall have whatsoever he saith. Therefore I say unto you, what things you soever you desire when you pray, believe that you receive them and you shall have them. And when you stand praying, forgive if you have ought against any, that your Father also which is in heaven may forgive you your trespasses. Amen. Amen. Hallelujah. The faith to flatten mountains. Now before you imagine that I'm saying to you that you should go and stand at Mount Afajato and try and bring it down. You see, you don't have a need for Mount Afajato to come down. So we are not discussing Mount Afajato. If you had a need, then it stands to reason you can go and do whatever. But tonight, we are, when we talk about a mountain, we are talking about something that is humanly unchangeable. Yeah, something that is humanly unchangeable. Something that is humanly unmovable. I heard somebody say CWA. You can't just get up and move it. You can't just get up and change it. Humanly speaking. Are you there? Something that is bigger, taller, and mightier than you. Hey! Like how to bring your CWA from 52 to 75. It's bigger than you. It's taller than you. It's mightier than you. Are you there? As for to bring it from... 52 to 54, dear. You can do it yourself. Um, 52, oh, Joel, 52 to 54. Not be anything. But 52 to 72. Unless God. Unless God. Unless God. Unless God. Amen. A mountain speaks of something that cannot be moved by human efforts. A time comes in your life where you see that no matter what I do, it can't be moved. Yeah. It doesn't mean we don't make an effort, but we, you are making the effort. Don't get up and say, hmm, me, because I can't change it, I'm going to strip anyway. Oh. All die be die. There's a dying that's a foolish dying. <laughs> Amen. Are you there? So that is what a mountain is. Human effort cannot move or change a mountain. It's not just in studies, in, it is just in life. There are some things that human effort cannot change. And that's what we are talking about when we say a mountain. Are you there? Okay, so I'm just going to give you some three points and one testimony and we're out of here. Okay. Now, so the first thing I want you to note tonight is that there are two kinds of people. There are people in whose lives supernatural things happen and there are people in whose lives supernatural things do not happen. When we talk about supernatural things, 
things that are above you, things that are beyond you, they happen in your life. There are also people who are just totally ordinary. And when you are an ordinary person, that's why I love the example of tithing because in the church, that's a perfect example. There are people born again, tongue-speaking Christians who don't pay tithe. And they don't pay because their life is natural. Their life is just totally natural. Take me to 1 Corinthians chapter 2 and verse 14. Their life is just natural. When your life is natural, you can't relate to supernatural things. The natural man receiveth not. Not the sinful man. It's not because you are a sinner. It's just natural. Normal. Not spiritual. Natural. The natural man receiveth not the things of the spirit of God. Are you here? Why? Because they are foolishness unto him. You stand there and you're like, ah, but how can a woman standing on some stage be somewhere in the house be saying that her daughter will be healed and the daughter, I mean how? It's foolishness. It's foolishness. And that's why, <laughs> what hospital is that? And that's why people try to give explanations. Oh, she was okay. Oh, it was a coincidence. Listen, if my faith causes coincidences to happen, then let me have faith. Yeah, it doesn't matter what you call it. Are you there? So it says that they are foolishness unto him. Neither can he know them because they are spiritually discerned. Sometimes even to know that a spiritual thing is happening. Sometimes you are there. The thing is happening, but to you it's just, you're just watching it. <laughs> Naturalness. Naturalness. Are you in the church? They say, oh, is that, it is, no, I learned power for the paper. It's because you have not seen people who have learned power for the paper. <laughs> How many of you here, you have ever written a paper before that you were very sure that it was A, and when it came out, it was something else? Yeah. So you cannot tell me that it's according to your learning. What are you saying? But we have people who have gone to do a paper and they themselves have sworn that I cannot have received that mark. And yet that's the mark they have had. Yeah. So you can't receive it because you are just natural. Am I talking to some people today? You are just what? Natural. When you are seeing a supernatural thing, you need to know that it's supernatural. You need to know that what you are looking at is supernatural. Don't say that it's because, oh, Oh, it's because I'm nice. That's why. We are, we are sorry. We are very sorry. It's because I'm beautiful. That's why. There are many beautiful people. This is not happening. <laughs> Amen. And so you can see that there are people who are natural. And they don't receive anything. Nothing strange. But in this service, I'm beginning to really enjoy this service. Because, oh yes, oh yes. I look forward to coming to look. Look, let's look again at faith. To see the, the things that God can do. Yeah. Because as I talk about them, I realize that, look. Hey, in fact, in fact, I look at the thing, I'm like, goodness. Practically speaking. Are you there? Practically speaking, you are a student who has had no backing from when you entered and you are finishing. If you don't know that it's supernatural, then in fact, you need something. Ah, you came in with no backing and you are finishing with no debt. I said, if you don't know that it's supernatural, it's supernatural. Are you in the church? Lady Pastor Eunice was here. And one day I said to her that you have to go and do this masters. You have to do it. At the time, her father was just about retiring. So he was trying to finish his house. And he told her that, I agree, I'm for your doing the masters, but I can't support you because I've got to finish this house. His, his retirement was coming. Are you there? And we agreed that she's going to finish. She'll do it and she'll finish. Her masters cost 18,000 something good Ghana cities. Here. Are you there? 
and she entered it and she finished it without death. Ah, okay. Okay, you don't understand. You don't understand. You are crying over your 2000 that you couldn't pay. I said 18000 18000 <laughs> Are you there? Your 2000 crown, when you get 70%, they allow you to do the exam. But she got to a point where they have to do the last payment before you even enter into a certain phase. And hey, mommy, so how do you, that's irrelevant. That's not the point. You know, the reason I'm saying that how it is done is not the point. The, what is the point is that it was done? Because your how may be different from her how. Yeah. Uh-huh. Mm. Now, one of the elements in her payment of there was that she was very serious with how she spent money. So when she finished, she got a printout. She went and did a printout of her payments. We laughed at Sometimes somebody will dash her a thousand cities and she will pay. But other times somebody will dash her 200 cities and she'll go and pay. You see, some of you would have said, oh, 200, dear, what is 200 to my something, something, and my something? And you'd have eaten it. You'd have gone to buy pizza for the girl you're trying to impress. You'd have gone to something, some, some, some Balenciaga that you wanted to wear on your feet. Yeah. But you see, that was a spiritual person. Keep us at First Corinthians. Who recognized that everything that is happening in her life is supernatural. So even when it was 200 CDs, this was, you should see her payment slip. We laughed her. It was as long as from here to KJTR. 200 CDs has its part. 400 is part. 100 is part. Whatever it was, she just kept on as it comes you know, somebody would dash it. Then we're left with the last 9,000. God raised it in a night. And it was over. Yeah, just one night it was done. Just one night it was over. Are you understanding what I'm saying? That's why I'm saying that you need to be a little supernatural. And that's why I'm speaking to you about faith. Because as we are talking about faith, point number two, you are becoming supernatural. You're beginning to believe in the supernatural. Are you there? I said there are two kinds of people. Those for whom supernatural things happen and those for whom supernatural things do not happen. Hey. Hmm. Please ask your neighbor, which one are you? So write the point this way. Faith introduces the supernatural into your life. Faith, it introduces the supernatural into your life. Wow. Are you here? Yeah, it introduces the supernatural into your life. So take us back to our scripture now, Mark 11. Hmm. Are you there? Yeah. So it is faith that will make you stand there and say to the mountain, be removed and be cast into the sea. Yeah, it's faith that will make you go and say. And some of you need to say that to some school fees that are not moving. That they should just move and be paid. Yeah. They should just move and be paid. Am I speaking to some people this night? Hallelujah. Amen. I want to read a story from this book. Our father is writing. He says, I once met a man. In case you are wondering what book it is, you can see the name. It's the name of our series, Faith Secrets. Yeah, by Bishop Dark Hewitt Mills. I once met a man who was so resolute in his stance against our ministry. He organized the community against us. He organized demonstrations against the, the, the ministry. He brought in lawyers to fight us. He sued my wife and I. He dragged us to court. He served injunctions on the ministry. He sent bailiffs to my office. He refused to negotiate with us. By the way, this was written before the events of last year. So this is much earlier. He would not listen to reason. Friends and pastors could not persuade him. Lawyers and judges were perplexed at his behavior. I thought to myself, I've never met anyone like this. This man became a veritable unmovable mountain in my life and ministry. But through faith. Tell me about what? Through faith. 
the mountain that was unmovable ended up moving. There is no way I could have predicted how the mountain would move. God intervened. And from one day to another, this man was no longer in my life. Just like that. Are you there? Just like that. Oh, if you are clapping, clap well. Just like that. Hallelujah. Yeah. Supernatural things. And you need to believe that as you are there, in the situation that you are in, in the situation that you are facing, in whatever is ahead of you, and it's a lesson you learn not just for now. Amen. Because when, you be, when God does it, your faith is even strengthened, and you can believe for even more. Am I talking to someone? I remember when we were going to start building this half of the church. We didn't have money, which is the normal in this church, because we use all our money, we put it together to build. And you are building for others because you, you have half a building. Some people have nothing at all. Are you there? But we needed to expand. And we said we are going to do it. You yourself know the offerings you put inside. Mm -hmm. So you should see that based on our offerings. I remember when I went to ask for the permission to use our little offerings to start. The permission was granted, but even as it was granted, later those who granted it said that they doubted that we could do it. Because physically speaking, it didn't make sense. But one day, we were at a meeting when I came and showed them that the, the face was already slapped. Yeah. But it didn't come from faith for that day. It came from fear and faith. No. Okay, cool. So what you are going through now is God's way of teaching you faith from now. Which you are going to learn and use. Hey, I was going to share another testimony with you, but I don't know why the Lord is driving me to share another one with you, a different one. So, I'm going to show you, or I'm going to explain to you how we got married by faith. Yes. At the time when we were going to get married. We had just finished national service. We didn't have anything. I finished a year before my husband because at that time, Legon was three years and Tech was four. Now, Jerry had thrown us out of school for a year. So I had finished in four years and he finished in five. And when we finished, in those days, Ghana was not what it is today. When I see the way you people are afraid, eh, I, am, I am amazed. Because we finished school at a time when the nation was literally on its knees. It was not figurative, literally. If you go to a hospital and you need what? You need para. You won't get it. There was nothing. When we said there was nothing in the hospital, we mean it. I remember one time I'd gone to babysit my cousins because their parents were away. And while I was there, the youngest one, he probably was about 10. He, they were playing football and he kicked the ball. He didn't see glass that was lying there. And the glass cut his foot. And I picked him up and I rushed him to the hospital. And when I got to the hospital, I will never forget it. I had to sit on his leg as they stitched it. No anesthesia. There was none. So it's either we stitch it or we leave it. I'm just letting you know that how it was. Look at you saying, that's where your country was. Do you understand? And it was against this background that we had now finished school and we wanted to marry. You could not go to a market to buy sugar because there was none. What existed was called the black market. Auntie Francisca, do you remember what I'm describing? You see, only those of us with white hair are sure that we have white hairs. We are the. <laughs> There was no sugar to be bought in the market. There was no milk. You could not, I mean, today if you want to have your wedding, you just go and buy your Coke. There was nothing like that. You had to go to the Coca-Cola factory and join a queue. And when you joined the queue, after joining the queue for how many days, they gave us only two crates, which is 24 times 24, 48 bottles. That's all they had. On top of that, there was no money because the <laughs> what we used to earn for... Um, national service was the equivalent of eight cities or something like that. 
are you there? So, should I boss you the story? I should stop. <laughs> I'm just trying to describe it because, you see, if I don't describe it, you don't understand the background against which we're trying to marry. Are you there? I said, are you there? So we bought a nice exercise book and we sat down and in that exercise book, the first I remember we prayed a while and we said, what kind of wedding day do we want to have? And we said, look, if even we cut the wedding down to just our parents and our siblings, we can't do it. It's not that it is a wedding. Oh, it's a full wedding. But we said, we still cannot do it. We still can't afford it. Because my husband has six siblings and I had two, that's nine plus our parents, four, that's 13. We, we, there's no way. So even 10 people we cannot host. So if you are going to believe God for 13, you might as well believe God for everybody. So our decision was that everybody who is invited, everybody, yes. Not open, no, not, it was not open to the public at all. There's no wedding open to the public, but you have relatives on both sides, his relatives, my relatives, we were in two different campuses, so we had friends from Lagon and friends from KNUSD. We belonged to, uh, um, in those days, we didn't have charismatic churches. We had fellowships. We belonged to one fellowship, which was associated to so many others. So if you say that members of Abandoned Life are getting married, Joyful Way will come, uh, Calvary Road will come. Um, yeah, be, no, because we used to minister we knew ourselves, we're all students. Good. You get the picture? Okay. Okay. So we took a book. We wrote down everything that we'll need. And we began to pray. And we began to what? Okay. So we prayed. And as we prayed, different things would happen. Sometimes somebody, I had an uncle who said, okay, I'll do, we did a part of what I was going to wear. Um, different things. But remember that Coke was still two crates. And there was none to be bought anywhere. At the time, I was working with the university farm. And we had a sister farm at Kadi. And the idea, you see, sometimes what God gives you is even an idea. The idea was to go and ask the farm managers to give me juice, oranges, so that I could make orange juice. <laughs> Are you there? Yeah. Or you have traveled? Yeah, yeah, when I went to ask, they said, of course, we can give you oranges. I was sitting there minding my own business. They sent me a truck of orange. <laughs> and we had a friend whose mother used to do these things. But when you make orange juice, you have to add sugar. Yeah. Where were we going to get? There was no sugar in the market. There was none. There was none. A truck. A truck. Are you there? Then, my husband used to work with the ph pharmacy council. And he was walking through town. We are now probably a month away. Where he was walking through town. And he met a guy who he had helped with the registration of his shop. And the man said, oh, I've been looking for you. I haven't seen you in a while. And I heard that you'll be getting married, so they've given you some. So pass by my shop. When he passed by his shop, the man gave us not a kilo of sugar, but a 50-kilo bag of sugar. <laughs> Are you in the church or you have traveled? <laughs> Meanwhile, family was doing what families do. We had decided this, this is the page boy we want. This is the what? Bridesmaid, flower girls we want. These are the bridesmaids we want. We have finished our something when family said, na lie. So, in addition to the ones we wanted, they added Are you in the church? <laughs> when they added, we said, hmm, okay. We ended up with three page boys, seven flower girls, two bridesmaids, one maid of honor, and ourselves. Somebody should please total for me. Three page, page boys, seven flower girls, that's ten, two bridesmaids, 12, one maid of honor, 13, bride, bridegroom, bridal party of 15. 
You see, nowadays in Ghana, it's nothing. We eat through your bridal. But you have to remember the context. What's the context? Nothing available. No sugar. No nothing. Are you in the house? I thought you said that you are living by faith. As we prayed, as the way something comes, then we'll cancel it. When something comes, we'll cross it out. Something comes, we'll cross it out. Something comes, we'll cross it out. One after the other. Are you there? We had fixed our date. We are getting married. <laughs> hey. I had ten shows. In the meantime, in the meantime, in the meantime, quite a number of our friends were also getting married. Some of them from wealthier families. They had some family backing. So we went to each one and we would study the wedding. And as we are studying the weddings, we receive counsel. You see, I am giving you the detail because you need to understand that don't prescribe the means by which God will reach you. He, that, this was a mix of so many things. Some things were dashed. Some things where, you know, the money came. Some things where you just canceled off the list. Different things. But what we learned as we went to these different weddings was that the longer, it's later that churches used to have receptions. In those days, you couldn't do the reception in the church. You had to go and hire another hall for the reception. So as we went, about eight of our friends, couples, they got married. As we went from place to place, we said, this thing, we have to delete it. Because by the time you leave the church where you are to the place where you are going, you are what? You are very thirsty. Ah. So am I, number one. Number two, the reception will be long because you are now waiting for everybody to arrive. Before the couple arrives, they'll be more hungry. We said, this thing, we have to delete it. This thing. This thing, we have to delete it. <laughs> so, I went to see my pastor and I told him that I have served this church. I've been a member here since I was a little girl. And as I have become a teenager here, I have served here since I, my eye was open. I am getting married. I want your garden for my reception. I want your garden. Uh, faith, it moves mountains. And with that one stroke, I killed, we killed the bill for hiring another hall. Then we took another decision that we will not put chairs there. Because if you put a chair, a chair means you are going to sit down. You are going to be comfortable. We are doing a cocktail reception. Hold on. You see, you are clapping because in your day, cocktail receptions are to a penny. They happen. In our day, it was unheard of. When the news of our cocktail reception reached our fathers, all hell broke loose. My father blasted me from heaven to Mars. Now, what do I think I'm doing? And I said to him, Daddy, if you will rent the chairs for us, they were, hey, she was even offended now. So now my problems were now two, that I'm telling him that he doesn't have money. Hey! Then, but when the news entered Major General Bruce's house, the storm in my house was a child compared to the one in his house. Hey! As we entered the door, I heard the Major General shout and I dived into the visitor's loo. I stayed there for the next hour as the argument raged back and forth. What does he mean? Cocktail reception. Who ever heard of anything so, 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 so? What kind of disgrace is he bringing? And my husband was just there saying that, oh, dad, would like to have a cocktail reception. Hey, and the storm, his brothers came to add, and hey. Eventually, it came down. Then I came out of the washroom. <laughs> Are you in the church? Oh, yes. They had to agree. Then, we now made use of our friends. Remember that I told you we belong to fellowships. And we said, Charlie, people, you have to save us because if we are asking people to stand, we don't have time. The serving must be quick, all over the place, in, out, and we are done in a few minutes. Are you there? Cut the cake and we are out. So, by that, there was one last major beast to kill. How we are going to move 
a bridal party of 15 when even the bride and groom don't have a car. That was the last, that was now the last problem. <laughs> it's a problem, but it's not a problem. You you will not leave yourself to just the two of you. At least go and take one father's car and use. Muslim, we 15. Do you want to know that one too? Hey. Are you in the house or you have traveled? Remember I told you that we belong to a fellowship. One week to the wedding, we had no cars. Not for the bride. And not for the 15 or say, now what, the 13 others. <laughs> we didn't have. But on the Saturday, you know, on the Sunday before our wedding, one of our number had an auntie who was dying from cancer. And the house was very miserable. So the family appealed that our fellowship should come there and we should just come and pray with them and sing with them and just try to lift the atmosphere in the house. I remember us debating, do we have time for this at this point? We are just a week to this wedding that we are not seeing top with the castle. But we said, Charlie, we've always put God first, so let's go. So we went and we spent the whole afternoon in that house. And we finished what we're doing. And I mean, when I say, I mean, praying, sharing, whatever. As we were leaving the house, we saw a fleet of cars. They were all the same. So we asked our friend who brought us there, these cars, who do they belong to? He said, no, it's for one of my relatives. Then we said to him, do you know, we are going. But if you have an opportunity, broach the topic for us that your friends, there's a couple there, they are married and they don't have cars. And so if they can, we can use a car, one or two, we'll be very happy. This was on Sunday. Are you there? One week. Then, a friend of my father-in-law woke up and he provided us a Benz that was come, was come to collect the bride and a maid of honor. So, I knew that at least I will not walk. <laughs> but it was the next part of the miracle that blew my mind. When the request, when our friend went to ask his aunt, the auntie said, oh really? In one week, that they had brought the cars because they were going to do a car hire something. In one week, they finished the registration of the cars. They engaged the drivers. And I was there when four cars, same type, uniformed drivers. They filled the tank of every car. Uh, please, excuse me. In those days, when you are buying fuel, you are limited to two gallons. But they filled the tank of every car. Are you there? And the bridal convoy was four cars, same car, same attire, full tanks, and one Benz. And that's how I came to church. Yeah. Beautiful. Presidential convoy. Two cars in front, two cars behind, Benz in the middle. <laughs> Are you there? Yeah. We came to a, a, a full house of people. And when we finished, we had our cocktail wedding in the garden. We didn't need a place to sit because our guests were excited. We just went hand in hand, greeting the people here, chatting with these ones, talking to those ones. Our friends did a yeoman's job. They would all, we said, when you are coming with the drinks, everybody at once. So there's nothing like you come, then you serve two people, no. So we'll be there when 30 of them just flood the place. One drink, two, cut our cake. When we're done, thank you so much for coming. Our guests were there when we dived inside our car and offering <laughs> Hallelujah. Are you in the house? Whosoever shall say to this mountain, be removed and be thou cast into the sea and shall not doubt in his heart but shall believe those things which he said they shall come to pass you are still doubting God oh I forgot to tell you that we didn't pay for the wedding cake 
an aunt of my husband, his mother's sister, she woke up and she said she was making wedding cake. And we said, oh, Auntie Nam, if you are making the cake, please, just do a three-tier. She said, nonsense. You cannot have a tier or a, a bridal party of 15 people. Do you not know that the height of the cake and the number of uh, these things must go together? And so she said, the minimum that you can have is seven. And so she did five up with one, two on the side, linked by ribbons. And those were our father who is the king in heaven had provided us a princess-like cake for our welding and we enjoyed it your clapping is not interesting and it is not exciting come on hallelujah why am i sharing this with you i'm sharing it because the bible says that whosoever we were whosoever who are you Minimum seven. We were asking, we said we like wedding cake three. We were informed that with that length of bridal chain, you know, cake on it, they saying, yes, seven. One, two, three, four, five. One, two. Yeah. Are you in the church or you have traveled? Tell your neighbor, mommy is talking to you. Are you going to be supernatural or not? As we are entering into mid-sems, are you going to be supernatural or are you going to be natural? Are you, are you there? You, this is my, when our backs were against the wall, you made a way. Yeah. Oh, yes. And it looks as if it was over. You, you made a way. the beginning. Yeah. 
Hallelujah. Hallelujah. I'm ending. The last point I'm sharing with you tonight, supernatural power is released into your life when you walk by faith. Hallelujah. Supernatural power tonight may be released in your life. As you, it is a choice to walk by faith. But as you decide to walk by faith, your life will be a supernatural life. Hallelujah. Oh, I said hallelujah. The supernatural power will move the immovable. It will change the unchangeable. It will alter the unalterable. Hallelujah. Tonight, I want you to stand to your feet. The scripture that we read ends in, at the beginning, Mark 11. It continues to say in verse 25, and when you stand praying, forgive. And that is because your faith, you're going to express it by prayer. You lift up those things before the Lord. Are you there? You lift up what? Those things before the Lord, believing that he is answering you. I don't know where you stand tonight. And for some of you, the mountain ahead is exams, midterms. Some of you, the mountain ahead is that you were not able to meet the 7th April deadline for your fees. And you still want to write the exam and you're going to write it. Amen. Just talk to the Lord tonight. Just talk to him tonight. Talk to him tonight. Your back may be against the wall, but it's not over because you have somebody you are calling and speaking to. Or maybe you are just so far behind in everything and you just don't see your way clear. But as you talk to the Lord tonight, supernatural things are beginning to happen. Supernatural things. Oh, don't preempt how he'll do it. Just know that he's going to do it. Yes, Lord. Ah, he moves mountains. He causes walls to fall. Tonight, some walls are falling. Ah, throw the doubts away. Throw the doubts away and just stand on the scripture. Mark 11 23. Just stand on it.
closed out. Let no one be cut out. Lord, make a way. We look unto you, the author and the finisher of our faith, the one who said we should speak to this mountain. We speak to the mountain of unpaid fees tonight, and we declare that that mountain, it has been cast down, that it is no longer a mountain, and Lord, those fees shall be paid. We don't know how you're going to do it, Lord, but we thank you because we know it is done. We give you praise. We give you praise. We give you praise. We give you praise. Every confused mind, right now, every confusion, we blow it out in Jesus' name. I speak a clear mind to your children, Lord. Sharp and clear. Raise our sharp brains, Lord. Oh, yes. They will remember everything. They'll remember everything. I come against sickness. I come against weakness. Ah, let their bodies be strong. Let their bodies be strong. They will read for as many hours as they need to read. And they are passing, Lord. And they are passing. Every equipment that must be used, be it a laptop, be it a pen, be it some kind of equipment, Father, it shall function. Lord, from start to finish, it shall function. We give you all the praise. We thank you because we know that you have done it. In Jesus' mighty name. We want to begin to thank the Lord begin to thank the Lord. I see some study groups here. You are going to be competing in CWA. The least of you will be 67. I hear in my ear 72. I hear in my ear 75. I hear in my ear an increase of 10, an increase of 12, an increase of 14. Receive it tonight. Receive it tonight. Receive it tonight. In the name of Jesus. Receive it tonight. In the name of Jesus. Receive it tonight. In the name name of Jesus. Receive it tonight. In the name of Jesus. Receive it tonight. In the name of Jesus. Somebody that a lecture has planned to fail. He fell out of favor. Tonight the Lord is turning it around. Oh yes, he's turning it around. You fell out of favor with that lecture. But tonight the Lord is neutralizing it. He's neutralizing it. He's neutralizing it. Every mistake that you may have made in the past is being neutralized now. Ah, we give you praise, Lord. Thank you, Lord. We give you thanks, Lord. Oh, Lord, we cannot wait to hear the testimonies. We give you praise because we know it is done. I want you to begin to clap for the Lord. I want you to begin to thank Him. Just thank Him. Thank Him. Thank Him. Thank Him. It is done. 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 Oh yes, thank Him. Thank Him. Thank Him. Oh, we give you praise. Oh, thank you, Lord Jesus. Hallelujah. And right now, my last prayer, as every head is bowed, every eye is closed, you're here tonight, you've not given your life to Jesus, but you came because you needed to contact him, you needed to connect with him. I want you to connect with him permanently, not only when you are here. So if you're here, you're not sure of your standing with God, I want you to be sure. As every head is bowed, every eye is closed, you're here saying, I need Jesus, I need to be sure of my eternal life. I need my name to be written in the Lamb's Book of Life. If that is your prayer tonight, where you are standing, just lift up your right hand. I'm going to pray a prayer with you. Just lift up your right hand. We're going to pray together. We're going to pray together. Oh, yes, Lord. We give you praise. We give you praise. Thank you, Jesus. We thank you for salvation. We thank you, Lord. We give you praise, Lord. Oh, yes. I don't know. I just want all of you. Just place your hand on your heart tonight. I'll just say, Lord, I commit to you. I commit myself to you. I commit my life to you. Lord, lead me. Lord, help me. I thank you because you are for me always. In Jesus' name, amen and amen. We believe that you have been blessed by this message. For more information, you can follow us on Facebook, Fountain of Life Cathedral, and on Instagram and Twitter at folciaibiasi. God richly bless you.